this time on Holy Ghost Notes. I'm going to text my mom right now. Here we go. <laughs> uh, the kids these days with their cell phones and virtual reality. No one would listen if, if you weren't a part of it. My heart just hit my throat and my feet at the same time. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. I'm Tim. Matt's here with me. Yes, sir. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? How are you on? doing, Matt? I'm doing very well. This is the the day before this podcast comes out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, I just want to say right off the bat, Tim, this podcast would not happen without you. Um, for oh, those of you, you have who, who have not heard this podcast before, um, Tim does all the editing, he does all the graphics, and pulls all this together. So thank you, Tim, for doing yes. all of the work that makes this possible, <laughs> and for doing it in most cases in the eleventh hour. Um, in this case, it's my pleasure. This is, I don't know, 12 hours before it comes out. So thank you. Yeah. Seriously. It's, it's, it's really It's really commendable that in the midst of everything else you have going on with your family and work and any hobbies you have time for, <laughs> that, <laughs> that you do this. And I'm um, glad you do. I'm glad I get to be a part of it. So thank you. Of course, man. And thank you because no one would listen if, if you weren't a part of it. So. Oh, well, that's <laughs> highly debatable. No, no. This is, a, this is teamwork. <laughs> We uh, we're in it together, and yeah. uh, and I include all of you in the inner circle as well. It's, so we're a big family, and it's mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's a pleasure, it's an honor to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's good to be here. Um, so it's been a busy time. I would say both you and I, Tim, have been busy ever since we started this. But the last I would say six months have been exceptionally busy for mm. for both of us. Yeah. Um, I just got done recording, I would say writing and recording an album um, about two months ago or so, and then I got married, and I moved my wife, her name's Annie, into our house, and we've been remodeling it. In fact, during this podcast, you'll probably hear what sounds like a hammer drill, uh, because it is, upstairs. I have a contractor (laughs) here putting in new doors. Awesome. (laughs) And so, um, you know, we talked a little bit about this, and... I think two episodes ago, but like, how do you handle the busy? Like, what do you do yeah. when push comes to shove when you're not getting enough sleep? And um, it's hard because you feel like you prepare for, you know, stress and you feel like you are a pretty steady person. Um, yeah. But but when you have very little time left over to do the things that refill your, um, you know, tank, if you will, it's tough. And for me, as we've talked about, it's drumming. So if drumming mm-hmm. gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, I start to feel less and less like myself. And that can yeah. be tough. And and as a listener, I don't know what that thing, quote unquote thing, is for you. But um, it's important to first realize what that thing is. And then second of all, make time for it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not great at that. Right. I am a workaholic at times. And I have a very task-oriented Lancaster County mentality, which is like work, 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 get it all done, feel good about yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, And it's like, how do I feel when I'm laying in bed at the end of the day, even if I got everything done? I still don't feel like myself if I've put off the thing or the things yeah. that I really need to prioritize. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm just learning a lot about that in the last six months. And, and now that I'm you know, newly married, having someone else who um, you know, I'm learning how to do that with is, is a, is a mm-hmm. whole nother, yeah. um, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say challenge, but I would say it's something new I'm learning. Right. Yeah. It's funny. It's something I've been thinking about. This isn't our topic for today at all, but um, I've noticed the things that I am drawn to nowadays are things that force me to slow down. Mm. Like just there's things that attract attract me now, Mm -hmm. hobbies and just activities that never would have even crossed my mind. Right. Right. earlier in my in life and now because of the lifestyle these things are attractive to me and it's because of the nature of it it forces you to slow down and and, uh, an example would be like cigars Mm -hmm. i am not a cigar guy i actually don't really like them i never really smoked growing up um but they are like i um was hanging out at the beach and I sat down and smoked a cigar with a few people, and there was something about it. I, I don't really like it, but mm-hmm. I liked it. It forced me to slow down. Right. 
and have good conversation. I was glued to this task for like an hour mm -hmm. and I didn't have a choice because as soon as I lit it, I was committed, you know, it was like, uh -huh. and, and so, and there was something about that, that now it's like, man, I want to go buy some cigars just so I can have around. If a good friend's over, we can sit down, and it forces us to just sit there and be attentive to each other and slow down. And I think, like, that's what, like, attracted me to, like, like whiskey, but, like, mm -hmm. sipping whiskey, not, like, yeah. going hog wild. Just, like, sipping it, sitting there, appreciating it, because it forces me to slow down. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not by any means recommending anyone listening <laughs> go start smoking cigars or drink whiskey <laughs> or anything. I'm just saying, like, for me, I'm realizing that, like, there's something, like, innate about me that I'm mm -hmm. realizing is missing in my lifestyle, and I'm now, like, searching for it in these things that force me to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought that was interesting, you know? Yeah, I think well, there's things... uh, a lot to be said about slowing down and, and just taking a second, you know? Absolutely. Things things are happening so fast in our world today. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked about social media and the pre-roll. It's a perfect example of, of how short yeah. our attention span is. It's and I, I don't know about most of you, how you interact with social media, how often or, or how much satisfaction you get out of it, but I didn't realize how bad it was for me and how helpful it was to take a break from it until I just stopped. And I, I stopped funny enough because right. I got too busy to keep up with it. <laughs> and, um, that was about two months ago. And I've realized, uh, since then that, wow, I have a lot of extra time for other things that aren't as fast paced and are a lot more meaningful. Yeah. Like relationships, the here and now what's in front of me. What can I learn? Yeah. Instead mm -hmm. of, the quick scrolling through other people's lives and um, the feeling of just, I, I guess, just uneasy. Do you ever get like mm -hmm. that when you're, you're, yeah. you're browsing, you know, Instagram or just social media? It's just, you don't, you don't feel settled. You don't feel, you know, you don't really feel it. satisfied. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, there's immediate, you know, I guess gratification in that you're keeping up with people. You're seeing what people are doing. It's funny. It's mm -hmm. fun. It's shocking, whatever it might be, but. Yeah, it's a new um, form of entertainment. Yes. But I yep. found for myself, just speaking personally here, it was really helpful for me to take a break. Mm. And I found yep. my life, um, though it's still busy, I found that I've slowed down. Yep. And I've been able to just relax more in every day instead of just feel like I'm flying through things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I realized too for me, like um, it had become like a habit of mm -hmm. mine <laughs> yeah. to like, if there was a dull moment, cause I'm not used to that. Like, right. I'm used to just being on the go, sending emails or something else to do. There's three things that I'm behind on and, and that's my lifestyle. So when there is a dull moment, when work stops for the day and I'm cooking dinner, which mm -hmm. is a task, yeah. I could be focusing on dinner, but <laughs> I have to have my, my phone open while I'm like stirring the food, you know, <laughs> yeah. or like we'll be sitting at the table eating dinner yeah. and my phone comes up because mm -hmm. there's, this is too dull. Uh -huh. This is, you know, and like, so I've realized like, and my wife is primarily the one that calls me out on it, but like, <laughs> she's like, you don't have to look at your phone, like put it, you know, just put the phone down. It's like, yeah. you're right. Like, I don't need this. It's literally a habit that I have to fight. Mm -hmm to just pick it up and look at it for no reason. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no notifications. There's nothing. It's just, it's a, such a habit to pick it up and look at it. Um, so I'm learning, you know, yeah. it, and I would encourage everyone, this is something I would encourage, is yeah. to, actually, to take that break and to, you know, place some value on on the here and now. There's this great song uh, by uh, Reliant K. My wife and I were actually just talking about an experience where they uh, – did like a surprise show at Ramapo College in New York, which okay. is like about an hour from us. So like, I think they just posted it like on their social media story or something like, hey, we're going to be here. It's free show. So we drove up and they played this song and uh, it's called Look On Up. And for those of you that listen to the podcast, you guys know I'm a pretty big Reliant K song, uh, Reliant K fan, but this song- <laughs> You're also a song too. <laughs> I'm also a song. They have a song about me. Uh, but this Matthew song Teeson in particular, Look On Up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, check, check it out because it's all about that. It's just like, you know, um, experiencing what's in front of you, you mm. know, not looking at life through a, through a lens. Is it a know, song? Just, is it a new song that he might have written about social media? and like? Oh, looking? it's absolutely about social media okay. and That's about, cool. you know. It's a great yeah, idea. Selfies or whatever or filters on their phone. And, you yeah. know, it's like, um, but it's, it's not really new anymore, but at the time it was new. 
mm-hmm. um, came out probably like you know five years ago or something like that. But no, I mean um, this is but yeah, exactly, definitely check it out. It's a great song. It's exactly right. I, it's it's yeah. it's some sort of sickness. It's some sort mm-hmm. of. I, at this point, we must have a term for it. I, I I'm not privy to what it is, but I have a. A uh, um, acquaintance who reached out to me recently in the last year and said, "Hey, I'm really having a hard time knowing how to handle this particular situation." So he's been consulting me on how to do this, and yeah. um, he'll send me a message and then I'll send him a message back. And I swear, uh, I push send, and there is not a second that passes by before there's bubble. You know, there's a bubble that comes up, a word bubble, and he's responding. And mm-hmm. I, I was saying. Uh, to my wife the other week, I said, I think the best advice I have for him actually has nothing to do with this thing we're talking about. It's take a break. Like, yeah. become Put your phone down. Become something, someone other than someone who's just attached at the hip to this, to this device. Because you're, yeah. in the end, I think you're losing um, potential for who you are, what you can do, who you'll be, where you're headed. And the mm-hmm. thing that we're talking about in particular, I'll just keep it anonymous but it's it's something that that really is connected to this idea of like what's my yeah. identity like where am i headed in life and i'm thinking right man you can be so much more if you just stop doing this like just take yeah. a break you know it doesn't have to happen right now um and i i found that you know this is a pretty common thing in our generation and younger and i really don't like it i i really mm-hmm. i dislike it and i know that the reason I dislike it is because I know that it's curated to be this way. It's cur- yeah. the, the whole design is that we are addicted to this, mm-hmm. that there's a dopamine dunk, that, that it feels good, and, and we come back to this you know, idea of holding our device and looking at social media and just being glued to it. And um, I don't know. I, I think that it would do everyone good to just take a little break and challenge yourself to say, it could be good, let's see, and then report mm-hmm. back. You know, let yeah. us know what you think. I think there's a happy medium, you know? Because, like, part of me is like, man, we sound like such old farts. Like, I know. Saying, uh, the kids these days with their cell phones. and their, You know, but, like, I think there is, like, there's some good to it because I see my son, and he is so up on technology. Yeah. Just, like, naturally because he mm-hmm. was born into it. It just, like, he understands it all. He sees how it works. And that's going to benefit him down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to say, no, don't do that, I'm just, at this point, stopping him from being on the up absolutely you know career wise and everything and i see it from the marketing standpoint like how important it is to know what's next like Mm -hmm. 10 years down the road not just what's happening now virtual reality yeah there's so much going on man it's like it's insane some of the conversations i've had recently have just been like mind-blowing um but it's like um but at the same time you need to be able to appreciate what's in front of you, and that's very hard to do mm-hmm. with technology nowadays. And so taking the time uh, to just appreciate what you have outside of social media, outside of technology, that's important. And I'll, I'll, I'll end off with this one story. Like, my wife is notorious for leaving her phone places. <laughs> I can't tell you how much time I've spent looking for her phone, Honey, driving phone? back to places to go get her phone. And like, it's frustrating for me because it's like, I have this check. Like I, when I leave the house, wallet, phone, keys. Mm-hmm. I pat, I pat my, my pockets to make sure I got all three of those. If I have all three, I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, and so it's frustrating to me like when I have to go back and find my wife's phone. But... At the same time, I appreciate it so much because it's like she's not glued to it. Like mm-hmm. half the time, she doesn't even realize it's gone for like 20 minutes. Yeah, She's like, where's my phone? It's somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, I really actually mm-hmm. kind of respect that <laughs> because for me, I feel naked without it. You yep. know, if I take it out of my pocket and leave it somewhere, mm-hmm. I have to know where it is at all times, you know. Like I I, social I agree with you about the balance. I disagree with you about the... Um, where the balance might be. I think I disagree with you about where the balance is because for me personally, um, the balance was take a break. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I found the balance well, yeah. when I stepped away from it. And I feel like we have this like screen time idea of like, well, if I can get my screen time down to six hours a day, that's pretty good balance. It's like Ooh, actually- that's high screen time. <laughs> what's that? That's, high, that's pretty high. <laughs> I was six higher than six day. hours. Dang. Yeah, I was definitely higher than six hours. So maybe I did need to completely stop. Yeah, that's um, probably good for you. Yeah. I mean, mine's definitely higher than that, but it's mostly work-related. I was going to say, yeah, you're yeah. you're working a lot. So, 
you know, challenge yourself. And, and I'd say the, the deeper issue here for me was, was, um, um, what is, you know, what, what is, um, at the end of the day, when I'm laying in bed, am I looking back on the day saying, man, I made a positive impact on the people around me. I really interacted with them. I wasn't absent. Like my eyes weren't mm-hmm. in it, you know, any which direction. I wasn't looking at my phone. I was actually listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found that this was taken away from that. And I didn't like yeah. that about myself. So I think that that might be a good metric is how much engagement do you have with the people around you? Real engagement where you're actually listening. You're actually having a conversation with them. And you're not thinking about the fact that you could be living in this virtual universe the, the next yeah. second and you'd rather be there. Though right. I though I do empathize with that idea because I need a break from people. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you need a break from real life, but I think most of us can agree that a break from social media and the devices is yes. certainly needed. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's uh, hop into our drum topic here, um, which yeah. For those is... of you listening for the first time, we uh, do a, a drum topic and then like a faith or a life topic. Mm-hmm. And so what we just did just now was not a topic, despite popular belief. <laughs> Topicless. <laughs> that was just us catching up and uh, bearing all as we do. Yes. Episodes. <laughs> this is, uh, so if you just listen to any episode for the first f- 15 to 20 minutes, you can hear any mishmash of ideas. Yeah, who knows what it's going to be. Um, okay, our drum topic today is like riding a bike, or is it? And uh, that is the question. So... The idea of sitting down at your drum set, it's been a while. You haven't practiced. You haven't even played on your practice pad. Um, You know in your head how to play a paradiddle, but can you actually still play it? It's been a while. Um, Is it like riding a bike, Tim, or is it not? So when you threw this topic at me initially, I was like, I don't know how Matt Griner is going to talk about this because <laughs> I can't remember the last time that he took a long enough break <laughs> from the drums <laughs> to compare it to coming back to riding a bike. But you on um, the other hand. <laughs> but me on the other hand. <laughs> so so this is what I'll say, and I, I might have said this before, so I apologize if I'm just restating what I've said in the past, but I think, yes, it is like it is like riding a bike if getting back on a bike means falling off a few times before you get the hang of it again. Mm-hmm. Because uh, what I realize most often is that I still have the muscle memory. That doesn't mm-hmm. really go anywhere. So a lot of the grooves that I gravitate towards are still relatively easy to play. Mm-hmm. But I've lost this stamina I've lost this ability to play flawlessly or like, like what I'll notice most is like when I'll put on a, like a click and I'll Mm. try to play to a click, I'll realize like, man, I have, (laughs) I've lost some of my ability to really be spot on. Mm -hmm. And I have a high, you know, I also have very high expectations of myself. So if, um, if, if my drumming sounds off with a click, then I consider like, oh, I'm terrible now. Mm -hmm. Like I lost it all, you know, but, um, that's not the case for everybody i think i think in most cases yeah um once you've spent the time so i I think we've compared like the different amounts of time and and the results to those amounts of time on this podcast before but like if you spent the time to master something and i don't remember like statistically what that amount of time is for any given thing but with drums i feel like if you're spending like like 10 hours on a groove Mm -hmm. and you get it to the point where you can play it flawlessly you're not going to forget that. Mm-hmm. If you've put the time in, then that is that's there, and you might going back to it. It might not be quite as flawless, but it'll still be there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So my my metaphor, if we're using bike as the metaphor, would be yeah. It's like going back to riding a bike, if you account for you know falling a few times, maybe having to re-pump up those tires, you know, grease the chain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> I like that. I like how you played into that. Um, okay. <clears throat> so in preparing for this, you're right. I was thinking about you, um, in part because you've taken a break mm-hmm. from drumming, not completely, but you haven't played. Would you say you've played more than 
10 hours since the start of 2020. No, no way. Okay. Uh, and since I 2020? Maybe 2020, not since 2022. 2022. Sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't characterize 10 hours as being a whole lot of practice. Um, no. So to practice less than that, it's um, it's as it's effectively as as much as zero in my in my book because practice for me has been consistency over time. So I looked up the idea of muscle memory because the first thing that comes to mind for me is when you get on a bike and you haven't ridden in a while, what is it that your body recalls as a means of being able to ride that bike again? It's not like you're looking at the pedals and going, okay, I don't remember how to push these. I don't remember how to steer. I'll figure it out as I go. It's like, actually, you really don't have to think at all. So what is it that's Mm -hmm. taking over? It's muscle memory. And this is a a really important idea in drumming. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason it's important is because if you, like you said, Tim, develop the muscle memory to play something, um, you can almost look at it like we've talked about on this podcast as a tool that's hanging on your tool belt. And you no yeah. longer have to go to Lowe's and buy the tool. You have it. It might not be as sharp as when you bought it. And you might forget how to use it in all the different techniques that you can use it in. But you have it. It's there. Mm-hmm. Like you bought it. Yeah. You know, you earned that tool. Um, right? So does that make sense so far? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I looked up muscle memory. And I looked up how long does it take for muscle memory, to develop muscle memory. And most of us have heard about Malcolm Gladwell and his idea of it taking 10,000 hours to master a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I found in researching this, it requires much less time than that to reap the benefits of muscle memory. So, yes, we've, we've heard to become a bona fide professional at anything, it's going to take 10,000 hours to really master a skill. But yet yeah. research says that two to four weeks of strength training induces neurological adaptations. So we're talking about your your brain being <laughs> so yeah. incredible that it's able to say, hey, I recognize that. We've done this before. And and um, mm-hmm. this, this metaphor has been used in, in terms or as it pertains to pornography and the negative effects that it, it has on your life. But um, have you heard of this idea of a, a hay field? It's grown up in hay and you walk down a particular path enough times and then you know now the hay's trampled mm-hmm. and our bodies or our brains find the path of least resistance and so as you're zipping along you're going to go right towards that you know worn down path um yeah. when you watch porn a lot and um your your body your brain recognizes and memorizes this and it it finds its way to that path much easier so it's a hard habit to break much like any yeah. habit um but i've heard it most um in regards to to porn, I think it's mm. a pretty effective approach because it's it's very mechanical. It says, "Hey, listen, this is not an easy thing to kick. Like it's it's hard." Mm-hmm. And, and actually, here's why: right, you have this yeah. path of least resistance. You you have to actually just walk right past that and make a new path, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's that's difficult to do. So what you're doing when you're practicing drums um, in a positive light. Uh, is you are trampling down, you know, these paths and your brain starts to recognize where they are. Yeah. Now, 10,000 hours to master a skill. I've actually counted how many hours I've played and I think I'm somewhere between six and 8,000. And I've been playing drums for almost 20 years and have played 2,000 shows um, in that time. That's a lot of time. Yeah. So does it take that many hours to master a skill? Yeah, I th- uh, yes, I think so. But can you create muscle memory in two to four weeks? Absolutely. Which means yeah. there are certain aspects of drumming that are much like riding a bike. And that's my conclusion. Now, after taking a couple weeks break, after I got married, um, there are things that are not like riding a bike, like playing double bass for five minutes straight at 180 BPM. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. (laughs) So that's more of a condition, like what kind of condition are you in? It'd be much like an athlete. Um, Yes, you remember how to run as a runner, but you can't do 40 meters in the same speed that you could when you were tip-top, you know, training. 
Yeah, that's right. I would equate it to something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, you will still be able to run the race. No, you will not be um, cutting off those hard-to-get-to seconds that really make you the best, mm-hmm. right? So how hard is it to cut off those hard-to-get-to seconds as a really fast runner? It's it's hard. Like, that's what takes hours and hours and days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months. Yeah. That's the hard part. It's it's not that hard to be a good drummer. It's really hard to be great. And this mm. this this applies to anything. And I think yeah. part of the reason is because when you ride a bike, it's, it doesn't take all that long to learn how to ride a bike. So there's a lot of people that are good at riding a bike. You know, you'll hear parents say like, oh, you know, my son, he's, he's, he's good at riding his bike, which just means that he can ride his bike and not crash uh, mm-hmm. a whole lot. But then you have someone who is, their parents says, he's great at it. And you expect to see him just, him or her just soaring, you know. And mm-hmm. to get to that level, there's, there's either incredible innate ability or tons of practice. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I, I think it's like... Um and I, I actually meant to kind of clarify my statement from earlier. Like, it's you can create muscle memory fairly quickly, as you mentioned, with a particular groove, mm-hmm. a sticking pattern, you know, um, and and that can be like coming back to a bike. But yeah, to really master it. Mm-hmm. Or to master the the craft of drumming is a different story, right? To be able to say, "Oh yeah, I feel comfortable playing drums in any circumstance at any point in time." As we talked about in our last episode with improv, you know, to get to that point where you feel comfortable with the entire kit, yeah, at any BPM, any meter, you know, like that takes a lot more time than mastering paradiddles, right? <laughs> right? You know, it's great. Like if you know your paradiddles. That's great. That's Good. awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. That means you put some time in. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can play drums. Right. You know? That's a good point. I've had that conversation with a lot of, uh, like, um, like school band, um, like, like band leaders and people who have, they've mastered the snare. And they know a lot of the rudiments, if not all of them. But they still wouldn't consider themselves being able to play drums. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, they're intimidated by the kit. Yeah. Because that's very different than the sticking that they've mastered, you know. Oh, so absolutely. they may be way better at at rudiments than than I am. Yeah. But they they can't necessarily play on a kit like I can mm-hmm. because they spent time practicing this and I spent time practicing that. Okay, I have a question. So, yeah. So, How you put it was really good. So let's let's say thank you. So let's say that um, that I stop playing drums today, mm-hmm. and I don't play again. I'm 36. I don't play again until I'm 50. Okay, that's a long time. How do you think that would go for me? Just, just well, think about think, that. Think about fourteen yeah. years after playing for twenty. Objectively, well, how so do you think it would go? There's some things you got to take into account. Like one would be like, are you just stopping playing drums for fourteen years, or are you not working out for fourteen years? Are you not keeping your health up? Because I think the first thing you're going to find is, I am way less capable physically uh-huh. than I was depending on how, you know, in shape you've stayed. Right, okay, in those, so... In that time. Let's say I am, I am in good shape for a 50-year-old. I'm, okay. I'm not obese. I take care of myself, and nothing is breaking down any faster than it should by age yeah. 50. Yeah, so I think I've seen some 50-year-olds that can rip on the drums. Like... No problem. So I don't think that if if you would take care of yourself and you're in good shape for a 50-year-old, I think you'd be able to get on the kit and you will notice right away that you can't do the things that you were able to do playing consistently for 30 years, you know, or 20 years, however long you've been playing. Um, but <laughs> Man, that's my heart just hit my throat and my feet at the same time right there, man. 30 Sorry. years. My gosh. I've actually I mean, yes, been it's playing. possible. I'm 36, yeah. but I'm 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 up I'm almost to 30 years at this point. Started playing when I was 6. So, how old are you? Um, I'm 32 right now. So I'm almost <laughs> right now. That's funny to me for some reason. <laughs> right I'm, now, I'm 30 to me. I mean, I'm 30. I'm 32 right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Are you planning on changing that anytime I soon? I mean, someday. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in a year. Uh, 
<laughs> nice one, Tim. No, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> you didn't sleep much last I, night. We were. Just I did talking. not sleep. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get much sleep last night. It's been an interesting day. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think you would definitely find some difficulty, but I think you'd surprise yourself at what you could still do. Double base, you know, one sixty. Yeah, I think actually, no, maybe not that, but I okay. think I think you would surprise yourself with how easy it would come. Mm-hmm. come back to you like you, you might like mess mess up a little bit but you know what i think you actually lose more in that gap of time sometimes it's not even stamina it's confidence oh, which is yeah. also what we talked about last week mm-hmm. or last uh, episode like it's um when you lose that confidence your mind it's like as we've talked about for the last three years on this podcast there's so much to drumming that is mental mm-hmm. and in your mind and if you lose that confidence you you mess up absolutely you know? Absolutely. Confidence. So, like is I think such if you were like <laughs> Yeah, I think even now, like if you had waited if you waited a year or even six months and didn't play your ABR set at all, and then were expected to get up on stage and play that show, it probably wouldn't suck because you hadn't played or because you forgot how to play. Mm-hmm. It would suck because you didn't have the confidence to play as well as you actually could play it. Okay, so let's speak to that a little bit. So the more you do something, the more you're confident to do it, right? Right. This has mm-hmm. been my experience with drumming always, which is why we used to set up and practice before shows on the weekend, even though we just played the show. Yeah. Like we would play a show on a, say, a, um, a Friday, and say we had a show on Sunday, we would at times load in and practice on Saturday yeah. to play the show on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you can't deny it had so much to do with confidence. Here's something I've noticed since I got married. And I'm curious what your response is to this. This doesn't have much to do with drumming. It has more so to do with confidence. Since getting married, um, my ability to be confident in my decision-making in just big and small things. I mean, it doesn't really matter what the task is. It's just you yeah. know, whatever it is. I know where this is going, I think. You do? <laughs> I think so. I don't think you do. This surprised me. Okay. I mean, unless okay, you maybe. have the same experience. Is is through the roof. Really? Yes. That does surprise exactly. me. Exactly. Like, I thought you were going to say that because I feel like you thought I was going to just go, you know. Go the other way. Down yeah. the toilet. Uh, it, it has. I feel, I, um, it's not, it's not a feeling. It's, I am, I guess, um, just more confident in who I am, what I'm doing and where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. I really am. And I, I guess the only way I can really explain it is that I'm with someone who is, I feel like kind of my, my partner, you know, and like believes in you. Yeah. yeah. They believe in me. They encourage me. And, and I, I have a sense of mission, I think is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at, which is bigger yeah. than me. And for so mm-hmm. much of my life, it's been, in, what is my mission? What am I trying to do? What am I practicing for? Yeah. And now it's, there's a collective mission. It's me and someone yeah. else, someone that I love. And we're doing something together that I think is greater than anything we could do individually yeah and i I really believe that you know and and so when i play drums i'll tell you what happened to me it's like i don't it doesn't have as much weight to it as Mm -hmm. i once placed on it it's it's more fun it's yeah it's more relaxed it's um it's amazing that i get to do this that's how i feel wow this is really fun i get to do this this is cool i want to get better i want to work hard i want to practice but it's not like the end of the world yeah kind of feeling that I used to get at times when I played. And I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain it other than my world just got a little bit bigger and it's a little less about me. Well, your purpose shifted, right? Mm-hmm. I've talked about this too before, you know, because for so long, like you, my purpose was music. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that I was looking towards. That's the only goal I had, you know, and then you get married and you have kids and you realize that this is my purpose. Hmm. I and can't imagine maybe, what it's like when maybe you get... music is my calling, but this is my purpose. Did you know? that really change when you had kids? I mean, obviously it did a little when you well, got married. Yeah, I think the most drastic change was just getting married. Okay. So I see where you're coming from. On the yeah. decision making side, I just realized I'm making decisions for both of us and now I can't make this decision alone. Okay. <laughs> so that that's what got hard for me. Yeah. But but as far as the purpose goes, yeah, I mean, um, 
it took it took a little while to to realize. I guess I was more selfish than I than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's fun <laughs> fun to wake up and realize that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I you know I realized that like like drumming music it's not my purpose. My wife, mm-hmm. she is my purpose. Yep. Um, so everything else takes a back seat. And mm-hmm. then you learn that with kids. I mean, you don't really have a choice but to learn it with kids. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> They're dependent on you. <laughs> These things are dependent on you. That's and right. you can't help that. So right. you have a responsibility. Um, and uh, But that's a good, it's fulfilling. You know, it's a good, uh, it's a great purpose to have. You it know, is. And I think, yeah, at what you're seeing now with drums is like in comparison to this other person whose mm-hmm. life is so much more valuable to mm-hmm. me. Um, who in the grand scheme of things is just more valuable in general than this. Well, for, for you, it's more than a hobby, but for me, it was a hobby. You know, it's more valuable than this hobby. So this thing can take a back seat mm-hmm. when, it, when push comes to shove, I'm choosing my wife mm-hmm. over music, you know, and, and yeah, no regrets, man. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Well, this has been a great topic that I, I assume would be bigger than just uh, muscle memory and the metaphorical figure yeah. of riding a bike, but it's been really good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually interested to hear uh, anyone listening, if you guys have experience with this, if you've stepped same. away from the kit, as I know a number of you have. Yes. You know, what uh, What do you think of this? Because I, I think everyone has a different uh, experience. Some people might have struggled more getting back to the kit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, it was more of the time thing that wasn't like riding a bike. Like I couldn't just fit it into my day like I used to be able to, you know, um, maybe that's how you've approached it, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Interested to hear from you guys. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right. Our, uh, faith topic today, um, is one that I, I thought of this one a little while ago and I wasn't really sure how to phrase it. Um, and so it's about friendship and, um, the idea I have here is, be a good friend, be committed, right? Mm-hmm. And and I thought about um, a topic we've talked about a little bit, which is commitment to things. And, and I see um, our generation, my generation, um, myself having a hard time sometimes committing to something, whether it's a church, whether it's um, a relationship, whether it's a commitment that we we've said we'll do something and we kind of back off or we we get there late or we kind of you know dismiss how important it is i'll get to it a project Mm -hmm. um and i think that this idea of commitment is it's it's been on my mind recently obviously i just got married i'm thinking about being committed to someone you know what that means for the rest of my life but as i thought about it i just thought about friendships and i thought all right who are my friends now who have been my friends for 10 and 20 years and who will be my friends um, when I'm 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, you know, God willing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So think about that. You know, as you're listening to this, who are your friends now? Right. Three, four, five people, maybe um, who have been your friends since you were a kid. Maybe it's five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Um, and when you fast forward, if you can in your life, who do you think will still be your friend? Um, I know my neighbor, he has had friends, these same friends, several of which have been his friends for 30 years. And, um, he's, he's known actually 40 years. He's known some of these people since, um, he was an early teenager and he's the kind of person who is very committed to the things that he cares about. Hmm. Very loyal. If he's doing something around the house and they come over, he stops everything he's doing and he's, he's all in, right? And you just think, man, he's going to have these friends for the rest of his life. He will never not have someone. Um, and I thought, I thought about myself and it was like, man, I, I'm not great at this sometimes. Like I'm so mm-hmm. task oriented that I would rather do this thing than spend time with this person, even though it's my friend and they've been my friend for a while. Um, and I thought, what kind of friend am I? Yes, I, I think about my friends and who they are to me, but who am I to them? And I think it speaks to your commitment to somebody. Be a good friend, be a good friend, be committed. So what do you think about this, Tim? I like that. You know, um, as I've gotten older, and this was something that 
my the people that I looked up to that were older than me had at all warned me about when I was younger <laughs> is mm-hmm. that the older you get, the more valuable time becomes. Mm-hmm. You know, time is an investment, and friendship takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it requires um, a giving of your time. You know, and, and so uh, this is an interesting topic for me, just because there's been a lot of life change for me in in the last, you know, three years. Um, lining up perfectly with this podcast, believe mm. it or not, you know, and it's, it's interesting to see, you know, my wife and I were talking about like our wedding day and, you know, we had a bridal party, of course. And it's interesting to think about how, if we were getting married today, mm. how different that bridal party might look, mm-hmm. you know, um, in some cases, cause people have moved away. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that we've necessarily lost any of them as friends, but we've just, you know, grown apart or mm-hmm. gone different ways in life. New people have entered into into life, and and it's just it's interesting just to see how that might change, even just in the seven years, mm-hmm. you know, that we've been married. It's <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think <laughs> about it, um, and and that was really mind blowing to me. Um, I think there was a time in my life where um, I had really close friendships and I can say for certain that those friendships won't go anywhere, mm-hmm. like ever. But at the same time, even those friendships, like we've grown apart because mm-hmm. we're different people now than we were when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, I've got kids and I'm married and, you know, one of my friends is pretty much in the same place <laughs> that he was mm-hmm. when we were teenagers, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's hard. Like there's yeah. inevitably going to be that disconnect of yes. like, I can't relate to you on this level. We still have history. We still have, um, you know, this friendship, this bond, you know, this time that we've spent together. Um, and we're still, I, you know, we still care about each other, but there's inevitably going to be that disconnect mm-hmm. just because, you know, we relate differently. Um, and that's okay. That's to be expected. So I think it's it's tough, but it's on the commitment side, which is I think where you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be that time commitment, yeah. right? And for someone like me, time is is valuable. And um, I have a hard time with this primarily because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have a lot of people who I consider friends, who I care about more than they will ever know. Hmm. But yet, I just do not have the time in the day mm-hmm. to invest into those friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook and social media have been a lifesaver for me because I feel like I can still be connected to people who I really care about mm-hmm. and you know have continued to care about even without any physical interaction right. for you know even twenty years. Like there's people that I remember from my childhood who I still love deeply. Yes, that I haven't actually spoken a word to mm-hmm. in 20 years other than just commenting on Facebook posts mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that, you know? And that's wild to me. And this is partly my personality, but I found like, especially over like the pandemic, um, I, I found it a little bit easier to say like, okay, these are, this is the group of friends that I need to invest in, mm-hmm. that I really need to make an extra effort to invest time into. They're my close friends. And we can't have a bond. We can't trust each other. We can't grow together unless mm-hmm. we're investing time. And unfortunately, a lot of other people get cut out of that mm-hmm. <laughs> equation because there's only so much time in the day, especially after you're married and have kids and full-time job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just just the way it is, unfortunately. And yet another reason to put down your phone and social media and get some real Correct. friends. Correct. Because I was talking to a friend yesterday about this, funny enough, and I said, dude, what happens the day Instagram gets deleted? And you Mm -hmm. were like me and you were working towards, you know, likes and follows and just this, I don't know, this rapport on Instagram, Mm -hmm. which is a a thing that I thought about quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Like, like what Mm -hmm. is my, what is my persona online? How do people perceive me? And it's like, what happens the day the app gets deleted? And everything and it goes doesn't away. Matter anymore. It yeah. disappears like poof, into thin yep. air. Do you know the thing that doesn't? Friends, you, Tim. That's right. People that yep. uh, are there. Friends, and yeah. actually, right. I thought about it, and in prepping for this episode a little bit, I was thinking, what takes more time, 
sending a text message to someone saying, dude, I really care about you. You, you do a really good job at this and this, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, let me know if you're, if you're free in the next month for dinner. You can come over, you know, nothing fancy. The house is a mess. That's fine. You're my friend. Yeah. I'd love to see you. Yeah. Or scrolling on Instagram. Uh, I would argue that almost every single time you're going to spend more time with this idea of friends at times that it's just an idea on Instagram mm-hmm. or social media and um, and you're giving up so much more than than what you have in reality with someone else. And I know this yeah. is, I, I know I'm boiling it down to this basic idea, but I'm doing this because sure. it's an experience I have, right? Yeah. I'm not right. just making this up and maybe there aren't a lot of people that have had this experience, but this was my experience. And I, I see it now that I've taken a break. And mm-hmm. my, my challenge is, what are you committed to? Your idea of yourself presented to people on an online virtual forum or who you are with people in real life? Because yeah. one's pretty messy and real, mm-hmm. and you have to actually put some skin in the game. And the other one's really safe. And you can hide, right. and you can make yourself look and feel a certain way and present yourself to the world at large. Mm-hmm. Uh, the former is something that I see in my neighbor that I want. I look at it and I say, that's, that's awesome. He has church on Saturday nights. What that means is not actually church. I call it church. He has his, his friends over. They sit at the back of the property on bag chairs. They drink beer, smoke cigars, and talk about cars. I call it church because yeah. they do it every Saturday yeah. night. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> church, right? And then um, I think about, you know, uh, my brother is, is a really good friend and, and he's, he's always looking for opportunities to help people, you know, and be there for them. Um, and he's crazy busy. He has four kids. He runs the farm and he works for a church. And I think, how does he have time for that? Well, it's, yeah. it's really simple. Being committed to something doesn't mean you're giving all of yourself and all of your time to it. It just means that you're, you are consistently giving yourself to something that you care about. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that you're pouring everything you have into this thing. It's just saying I'm I'm available, right? I'm here, right? And I'm gonna be here. Yep. I'm not I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'll put other things aside for this. I'm committed to this. It's important to me. Yeah, yeah. I think with anything that you really care about, there's inevitably going to be sacrifice required. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? Like, there's always some like something's always got to give. Yeah, <laughs> you got to put something else aside and prioritize something else. Say you know? say and no to something to say yes to something else. Exactly, and that and sometimes that's painful. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's an easy. Sometimes it's not an easy choice. It's not like oh well, of course I'll I'll want to do this more than this. You know, it's for me. It's like well, I have time to drum right now, but instead I'm going to go call my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> because I care more about that. You know, yeah. it's like. Um, or vice versa, like I really need this for myself to be a good person. Mm-hmm. I need to play drums instead of going out for a beer with my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's, you know, there's there, there's give and take, and <laughs> and sometimes it's just you you have to be able to make the choice and live with it. You know, yeah. discern what what is is more important at the time. And um, but yeah, I think with friendship, it's it's easy to think that we can just stay friends with people through social media it's funny how social media has worked its way actually into it really all of our has. topics today but it's really it's so so i'm going to tell a story because i because this is actually all i had really planned for this topic when you presented it to me but so you you sent me a text uh, a voice text what like last week sometime mm-hmm. in the morning mm-hmm. i i didn't even get a chance to listen to it until later in the day um but more or less it was just that, you know, I, I expected to turn it on and be something about scheduling a podcast episode or, you know, topics or, you know, getting a guest on or s- something in relation to the things that we've worked together on. Mm-hmm. But the text, the voice text was as simple as just, hey, I appreciate you. Hope you're having a good day. This is what I think you're really good at. And, you know, I just appreciate about that. appreciate that about you. And so for me, it, it was like I had a- expected this more... Mm professional mm-hmm. interaction <laughs> you know yeah and I'm a and here it was just you know it was just complimenting <laughs> my my character and and wishing me a good day and it was as simple as that and you know like it hit me to the point where I was like man like this made my day 
Hmm. You didn't say anything mind blowing or or you know extremely like heartfelt. It was like you said what you what you know what you appreciated about me, mm-hmm. and it was it made me feel good about myself, and it made me happy, and and so that just that sentiment made my day, and so I did that. I sent a few texts to a few other people. I was mm. like, I bet this could make some other people's day. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I, I set out to do when I was younger, like if there was like one goal that I set for myself, it was to make someone's day every day. Mm. If I could do that, I would be like, you know, fulfilling like a, a purpose of mine mm-hmm. as a human, as a Christian, you know. And that's definitely something I've dropped the ball on. Yeah. But it can it can be done as simple as that, just like sending a few texts. And I, I feel like we've challenged people to do this before, mm-hmm. like just send a nice it's text, been or send a nice voice text. At least to somebody. a year since we've. It's been a about while, this. and I am actually inclined to to put that challenge out there again, because I'm sure that you can make someone's day, uh, or you know invest in that friendship uh, a little bit just by doing something as simple as that. Just you know don't send a message through Instagram or Facebook, don't comment on their posts, like send them a text, a voice text, or give them a call or, you know, send them something encouraging. Just I'm thinking about you. I appreciate you. This is what I appreciate about you. Mm -hmm. Um, hope you're doing well. Let's make some time to, to get together and catch up, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. I mean, that's, that's huge for me, Mm -hmm. you know, it is. and I'm, I'm, admittedly like a words of affirmation type of guy mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely a love language of mine but yeah. it's um but i think just about anyone would appreciate that absolutely and i think it goes a long way 100 percent, 100 percent, man um have you ever heard this idea of like nine nine compliments um to one insult is is really what it takes to be able to absorb that insult so in other words you really can't take more than one insult at a time you need nine compliments to really get yourself mm. back up right to balance it all that, out but that makes sense yeah i might be making some of this up just based on how i've i've thought about it which i i've thought a lot about this um because there's a lot of insults uh thrown at, you know any which direction especially when when you're i'm not a high profile musician in comparison to some but i've i have enough popularity that, that there's people saying why is this guy popular and when that question starts getting thrown around it's like well here's what i see that's yeah, not right it's and, a jab at your ego you know? yeah so you you get a couple you know a couple disses here and there and um takes a lot it takes a lot out of you and it takes a lot mm-hmm. to build yourself back up yeah i think it's a good challenge to um just the idea of thinking about someone else and not thinking about yourself yeah, I uh, like that particular morning. I was legitimately thinking about you and the work you're doing for Holy Ghost Notes, and the fact that you're raising a family and you're working hard. And I'm like, man. So here I am thinking about you and your life, and I could have just not said anything. And it was, it was, it just dawned on me that I should just tell you. Yeah. Um, but the byproduct of this is that you, the time I'm spending thinking about you or any other person means time I'm not thinking about me. And a, mm-hmm. a problem I see in our culture, especially in the West, is that we think a lot about ourselves. And yeah. um, it's problematic. It is a problem mm-hmm. because it creates in you this idea that the world is as small as you want it to be. And yeah. instead of creating this idea that you, you sort of push out and make the globe bigger, right? More perspective, mm-hmm. more context. And the smaller your world is, the the more it's about you and the more the world revolves around you and the more it, what your life is, is all that matters. Yeah. And it's, it's a problem. It does not produce happiness. It does not produce a society that is really all that productive or great to be in because everyone is mm-hmm. thinking about what, what they are or their problems or their expectations or their needs. And yeah. so I think it's an important thing to think about. Um, when you're going about your day, how much of your time and energy is consumed thinking about you? And mm. I know that there are some challenging things in life that many of you are going through right now, and you're thinking, well, how insensitive to say that I should be thinking about other people. I, it's, crazy to th- it's crazy to say this, but when I was going through a challenging time, someone recommended in a kind of a harsh way, dude, you're not the only one with problems. And at first it hurt, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, they're right. 
And the more I yeah. thought about other people who were going through legitimately difficult things in comparison with something that was challenging but not life-threatening, like a friend with cancer, for example, yeah, I realized, man, I can do this. Like, it's not – this isn't going to kill me. This isn't going to take me out. And actually, I kind of want to see if I can help this other person. And in your helping that person – you're committed to, to their, yeah, you're committed to them. You actually are helping right. yourself. Mm -hmm. We should be in the business of building each other up. I feel like it should, I don't understand culturally why it's more instinctive for us to like try to get a one up. Like yeah. to see someone succeeding even and feel like, oh, I should try to climb your success. Like, like right. I don't understand why it's not like, oh, you're succeeding. Here, let me give you another leg up. Let yeah. me raise you up higher. Like, it's just not instinct to do that. Mm -mm. Why? Mm -mm. You know, um, and it, I mean, that's more of a jab at our culture because mm -hmm. um, I know there's some cultures that do that. That's yeah. <laughs> instinctive to like help, you know, you help your community. It's, but um, I think we should try to to see how we as individuals can work towards that, mm -hmm. you know, even beyond just friends that you want to invest in. I know that's like the topic is invest in your friendships, be committed. Um, but I think we can make a difference in, you know, in every touch point that mm -hmm. we have, mm -hmm. you know, just by coming at it from, you know, with a different approach. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's some solid advice. It's not all about you, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> it's, it's not. And and think about think about other people. It, it might it might sound harsh and insensitive, but it, um, much like any relationship you have, where you know the other person has your best interest in mind, I, I'm I'm legitimately coming at it from that perspective right now. Like this is mm -hmm. not to put you down as a listener or you, Tim, right. or myself. It's it's based on experiences I've had where the more you think about yourself and the less you think about other people, the worse off you'll be mentally and in every mm -hmm. other area of your life because your world is that much smaller and um, it, it, it's not in our design to live that way. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not in our design. Yeah. It's, it's, it's depressing. It's not helpful. Yeah. I, I think a good challenge in wrapping this episode up would be um, much like you just said, that's, that's, Let's work on building some other people up. Um, in conclusion, the reason that I was thinking about you that day is because Jake, uh, the vocalist in my band, August Burns Red, sent me a message. Hmm. And you didn't know that. And I, I sent not. you a message, and what did you do? Which I did not know. Send some other people messages. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. let's try this, yeah. guys and girls. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. Because it worked for us and we didn't even know what the outcome was. I would argue that you won't either. But it, yeah. it can't hurt. It cannot hurt. It can only help. And yeah. um, I would encourage you to think right now, the first person that comes to your mind, think about who they are, what do they mean to you, and let it put a smile on your face and then turn that into a text message and, or a phone mm -hmm. call or a letter and yeah. send it out there. I, I promise you it won't make you feel terrible about yourself. It'll actually do a lot of good for you and for the person hearing it. Well, here's a caveat, and you could probably agree with this. Your text made my day, but I actually felt better about the text that I sent out than yeah. than your text made me feel. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was happier. Like, yeah. man, I'm so glad I did that. Like, I was more, there was more fulfillment there mm -hmm. than even just being encouraged by your text. 100%. So, like, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it comes full circle, guys. Mm -hmm. It's it's not. Um, yeah, you you can make a difference, even if it's just a little one in someone's day. Yeah, it's it's counterintuitive to this idea of um, if you give, it means you are losing something. Yeah. Or you're relinquishing something, or you're taking a step back. Mm -mm. It's not you're making it's, space to be filled back up. Yeah, in my opinion. Absolutely, it's 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 very rewarding. Mm -hmm. It's healthy, actually. Yeah. To do it right now. Don't wait right. any longer. Pause this or wait till the end. We're about to uh, to wrap this up and talk about our yeah. inner circle and uh, the amazing crew we have in place to keep this rolling. But but do it seriously. Don't don't put this yeah. off. I guarantee you're thinking about a few people already that you would text. Yep. So Yeah. Just do it. I'm gonna text my mom right now. Here we go. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I'll wait till we're done. 
I'm using <laughs> yeah. my phone to record video, so I, I, I can't yeah. actually do that. Yeah. It's, I, I do still find this funny. Like we kind of came full circle from like our rant at the beginning, but I feel like a lot of this, like investing in friendships requires us to slow down a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. And like you were mentioning, like church at your neighbor's house mm-hmm. is, you know, beer and cigars talking about cars, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, <laughs> and that's, uh, that's really cool mm-hmm. because that's for, for me, what I feel like I'm missing is like, you know, sitting down with a cigar forces me to have a conversation with this person Mm -hmm. and look them in the eye for an hour at Mm -hmm. least you know and and that is attractive to me Mm -hmm. like that is what what i want i want to slow down i want to stop being so fast-paced and feel like i have to fit everything in all the time like so maybe that's the start Hmm. find ways to slow down you know invest in the people that you really care about and uh one way to start that is just by what we're challenging you to do here is sending up an encouraging text. Mm-hmm. It doesn't right. have to take long. That's right. That yeah. sound in the background is construction on my house. I apologize. <laughs> uh, it's not someone using the bathroom. Um, yeah, that's funny. There's a door currently being installed, so that's what that is. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to go help him. So uh, let's, let's wrap up this episode. Um, f- yeah. Thank, thank you so much for listening to this. We really appreciate um, your support, uh, especially the inner circle community that we have, which is our Patreon, yep. um, which as I mentioned in the pre-roll, we think about doing these episodes and we're motivated to do it because we know it matters, but we're really just able to do it because of this community that's, uh, supporting us. So if you're interested, mm-hmm. uh, you can sign up and there's different tiers, um, that sort of, you know, reward you for your, your sponsorship, um, and we really appreciate you signing up and supporting us. If you're listening yeah. to this uh, podcast on on any, <coughs> excuse me, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you can review it specifically on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get this out there. And um, mm-hmm. if you have any questions, you can send us an email, Matt and Tim at theholyghostnotes.com. And um, if you're a drummer and you want to play, you can hashtag uh, Holy Ghost Notes. That's right. Man, that was impressive. Thank you got you. through that whole thing like by memory. I've listened to you uh, a couple times now. Muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, a, few, a few times. Like yeah. riding yeah, a bike. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what better way to wrap this up? Thank you all for listening. We love you guys, and we'll uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Peace. Peace.